so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Dans le paquet, il n'est pas si bien en jeu face à Joël Bach et ça va être le but de Bruce Wallet. But de Wallet 1-0 pour l'Olympique de Marseille. Hello and welcome to the Marseille View. Um, interestingly, I'm your host tonight, so Ben, um, Stefan, as I think we mentioned in the previous podcast just before Christmas, guys, um, that we were going to try and rotate and, and yeah, do it more regularly, and that's subject to everybody's availability. So I'm in the hot seat tonight, very big shoes to fill. Um, Stefan, uh, our, our emblematic leader, um, he set the bar very high, so I'll try my best. Joining me tonight, I have Alex. How are you, mate? Uh, hi everyone. Um, very well, especially after the big win of the of the last weekend. Uh, you know, was really sweet. That's it. You could almost call it the win of the century, couldn't you? It's been that lovely. <laughs> but hey, and we have Hadi joining us. Welcome back. Yeah. Hi guys. Thanks for having me. Always nice to come on the Marseille View and discuss uh, Olympique de Marseille. So it's really, really nice uh, to talk with you guys about about our club. No, we're well, welcome back, and um, I think it's you, you've you've been very busy. I mean, you had a, you had a, a kid, but that was that was a while ago. But you've you've taken on a quite an active role with media duties for for Montreal FC. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, CF Montreal, not Montreal FC. Uh, it's a big, big, big. <laughs> it's a big uh, talking issue right now. But uh, but yeah, no, yeah, I am uh, I, I am covering uh, CF Montreal, of course, uh, from the the, the press box. Uh, also covering the Canadian national teams, the women's and men's, um, you know, at press conferences and everything. Writing for a magazine, still uh, Quebec soccer on North American soccer because it's called soccer here. Um, but I still follow Olympique de Marseille too. But I, I just, you know, I, I had I had about five podcasts before and I only have two. So because I don't have a lot of time with the kid and, and the fact that I got a promotion at work too. So there's too much going on right now. But there's always time to uh, to watch a game of Olympique de Marseille and to discuss uh, and and to analyze uh, the team for the team's performance and to of course criticize everything that happens in Marseille. <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't be OM if we we didn't we didn't criticize regularly. It'd be boring, wouldn't it? Um, exactly. So, hey, hey, you've uh, you've made the fun out of, of CF Montreal. You know, keep up with the results now. Pay attention. I see your tweets. I followed the. Uh, some of what's going on there was there were a few um you guys had your own sort of mini jacorriero incident didn't you recently where you yes. got the chairman sacked yes exactly and we managed <laughs> also to put him to 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 uh, you know for him to resign uh, yeah we it's i mean the fans myself i didn't have uh, such a hot take uh, you know, I wasn't for or no, against you know, you the president or anything. In the press box, of course. Exactly. <laughs> no, but not not only that, he, he did some good things and he did some bad things. But yeah, 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 he did uh, resign. So right now we have no president, uh, just the owner and a sporting director who's uh, an ex-Belgian international, Olivier Renard. I don't know if you guys uh, remember him from his playing days. He played at Gilinese in Serie A for, for a time. Um, a very oh, good. Time, <laughs> oh, uh, not sure. Maybe mid nineties. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But yeah. So yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice to follow a team that's um, not at the top of the table and not a top team of the of its league. So it's 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 different. It's different. But there's a lot of passion around that club. Same uh, same uh, with Marseille. A lot of passion around the club too. So. It's nice. It's nice to cover a team that uh, where you have a fan base that's very, very passionate. Good man. Well, back to the topic at hand. Um, we've got a, a couple of games to cover. So um, I think you know, first half of the season, it's playing three times a week, postponements and stuff. So it's it's led to a hectic schedule for us this year. With with trying to to sort of share the burden for recording and hosting and stuff. Hopefully, we'll, we'll get a, a bit few more regular episodes out. So tonight, 
we will cover Chauvigny OM. So the, 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 the Coupe de France uh, match from about not eight days ago, last weekend. Uh, Bordeaux OM from yeah, uh, Friday. Um, a bit of the... I actually saw this earlier. I think we'll, we'll say a couple of words because I've been following the African Cup of Nations and Pat Gay played earlier and uh, a couple of other players are involved. So I'll just give some um, some 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 interesting facts on, on how they've been doing in the first couple of games. And then we'll finish off with some transfer rumours and news. So let's kick off with Chauvigny OM. So the game was uh, in Limoges. Interestingly, where we won, I think it was a couple of years ago, isn't it? We, we played um, we played another lower league team there and we beat them as well on penalties, if I remember. Um, I can't remember which who the opponent was, but I remember Payet scoring a, a very nice lob. Um, and then we had to, I think they equalised or, or we scraped to win. I can't quite remember, but it was the same stadium. So it's always difficult, and especially OM in recent years. I don't think any of us approach these these type of games, these cup games against lower league teams, confidently after the, the recent history, because <laughs> we've been we've been embarrassed especially after the winter years. break. Yeah, especially after the break. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we've been in, and and yeah, the, the break and, and with COVID and stuff. So it, it's a bit of a gamble, hoping none of your players get get infected and can play. Uh, you also with Sampoli, you're you're constantly wondering: Is he going to rotate? Is he going to play the A team? He played the A team, um, and OM came away with a, you know, we have to admit it, quite a comfortable, yes, still against lower league opposition, but I'd, I'd even say convincing because we, I found that we were quite quite good going forward, and and there were there were a few little tweaks that Sampoli made. What did you guys think, Alex? Yeah, so uh, as you say, first of all, I think it was a very serious performance from the team. Like he put the A team. Um, there was still some question that the Bordeaux game might not be played, so I'm sure he wanted the A team to uh, to have a bit of game time and get back after the after the break. So usually I criticize when he puts the A team just for the uh, for the cup, but this time I think it, it did make sense. Um, and it was very serious. And I think th there was a couple of things that I found interesting in that game. Is first, you had a lot more movement and run through, you know, giving options to the passer in, in the final third. So we saw a lot more movement that, you know, the game I've, I've seen when I was in the stadium against Reims, for, in, for instance. Um, and the best example is Gerson. I mean, he gave two assists based on one of these runways that at the limit on. Um, um, uh, with the defense and it's a through ball and first time you give the pass to Under and second time you give the pass to um, uh, to Arid for a goal and and I think they were really good movements. So yeah, so Jason's assist, like the little little outside of the left boot for for Under was um was was very Brazilian. I thought it was very artistic. I enjoyed that. Yeah, he does have a good touch. And and for me the the, the second point of of this game on a tactic point of view is that. You could see he really wants Milik and, and, and Payet to work and he wants to find a solution for, for Milik. So first of all, he put Malik, Milik and Payet in, in the two-cup game also, the one before the break and after the break, for 90 minutes together just, just to gel. And also he put Luis Enrique on the side because I think he wants to provide Milik with some crosses. As we say in, a different, uh, in the previous pods, uh, pods, Milik needs these crosses. He's that guy in the box that will score a goal for you. And surprising, um, there were uh, some good crosses and he scored a, a beautiful goal from a, a very much of a Papin goal as well. <laughs> with, mm, with yeah, exactly. So um, I think Sampaoli had the idea to, to put Milik in place, make sure that he works. That's the plan. Um, and it was a, a really good game. <laughs> Obviously, the game after against Bordeaux, Milik wasn't there, so the plan changed completely. But the cup game was very serious. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was very serious, uh, and and it's normal because as you guys said, uh, just after the break, uh, you know, you need to to have that team, you know, to to keep rolling, uh, to to have that team rolling, and and you know, to start back against, uh, you know, uh, an opponent that's not, you know, uh, the best of the best, of course. So it's a it's a good um, it's a good uh, training um, game somewhere, you know. Uh, but the thing is. Uh, there's always there's still a, the same problem with Olympique de Marseille. Everything is is done properly. I like the way that we 
we we construct our plays and we uh, we go from 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 the defense to the offense. We go up. Um, we we construct everything, but there's always a problem with the finishing. Uh, there's always a problem in the, in the final third. There's not enough shots on goal. There's not enough uh, you know chances on goal and. And you know it, it's 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 nice because against Chauvigny we were able to see a goal at the 29th minute. But if you can, you know, if if you look at back at the, at the season, you look at the stats a bit closely. I think Marseille hasn't scored one goal in the first 15 minutes yet. Uh, it's very hard for them to get clear chances, and that's something that we need to address. Um, Alex, you said you just said that we've seen. You know, Milik get better and get better chances with that Papinad at the 29th minute. Yes, and you're completely right. Um, I think that's why we need Milik. We need Milik because we need that that body in the final third, that 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 serial goal scorer that's going to be able to uh, to help uh, in the future. Now for that game, you know what? Yeah, I think we, we did well. We did well, but you know, we're supposed to win that game. Like. For me, it's it's yeah, we played well because we're a good team. We have a good a good starting eleven, and we're supposed to to completely crush that team. We're supposed to win by by five six goals because we have a good team. Uh, now, winning three zero is good for morale. I just think that we should have won with, by a bigger margin um, if we want to be the team that finishes uh, in the second spot in in the league season. Yeah, it's, I, I agree with both of you, and um, I, I think you can you can call it a, a yes a solid performance against you know potentially tricky cup game and that recent history against lower league teams. But it's you know if you were to use French words, you'd say match sérieux à piquer. It's, it's yes, you, whilst we were never really in danger, um, I think we we steamrolled them because they were you know I think you could tell the difference. Obviously the level. The tactical solidity and obviously when you when when you're an opponent from a lower league and you're up against Saliba, uh, you're always going to struggle. Let's be honest, um, and especially with the the, the the way that Marseille play, which is controlled possession, um, sort of you know trying to cut passing lanes for the opposition, trying to to, to get the ball back quickly, um, not necessarily with aggressive pressing, but usually just by by trying to to, to be positioned at the right place to break up the counter-attack. And when it's a low league team that struggles to string more than one pass together, sorry, more than three passes together, then obviously that's going to give you a, a, a good good advantage and, and enable you to win the ball back higher up the pitch if you're a team as, as um, well-drilled as Marseille. But it was good to get the win. It was good to get a convincing win. But yeah, I think it's, I agree with you, Hadi. It's one of those where we, whilst we, we steamrolled them in terms of our, our dominance and our possession and, we looked superior. We, we, yet again, we struggled to translate that and convert that into goals and, and opportunities. And it's, it's, it's just it's the continuation of the the San Paoli paradox, where we 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 are very happy and very solid defensively. We're very happy to sit back and, and have the the dominance of the game and the control of the possession and not 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 put ourselves not expose ourselves and not threaten. But you sometimes wish that. Um, notably, Luis Enrique. I, I just feel like he's one of those. Those he sums this up perfectly. He plays with the handbrake on, and I, I don't know if it's him or if it's uh, an instruction. It's just it's very frustrating to see him get into decent positions and and instead of taking his man on and trying to go past him and cross or shoot, he just automatically seems to turn back to not lose the ball. And it, Conrad has started doing the same, but it's it's because he's been covered by two defenders every time because they're, they're worried about his pace, obviously. But that just limits us in terms of of how direct we can attack. And I think just to balance and I think one of the big problems we've had so far this season is that 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 kind of left winger role hasn't been sorted. So you know any team knows that we attack on the right. That's where all the talent is. Payet used to comes there and try to combine with with Under. You got Lirola or Orangi and so on. That's where you have a lot of movement. And on the left, usually they're, they're, there's not much going on, and, and that's a problem because you want to put pressure on the team on both sides so they don't know how to defend. But now because Luis Enrique and Conrad, you know, are not up to the standard currently, it, 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 we are a lot more difficult, um, a lot more easier to 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 counter really and and to block. So uh, I think that's an issue, and hopefully we'll sort that with the with the current Mercato. 
Yeah, I hope so. I hope so because Conrad is not is not a bad player. He he's pretty good on one on ones. He knows how to dribble the ball and everything. He knows how to create chances. But the the problem is he doesn't know how to pass the ball or to cross the ball. So uh, if you do everything and then you you dribble the three players, that's that's great. But you need to to give an assist. You need to cross the ball properly, and he doesn't know how to do that. So that's the biggest problem. Luis Enrique is amazing, but he's amazing when you play. Um, when you use his speed. And unfortunately, with the possession-based uh, game that we play, uh, we, cannot, we cannot really use the speed of Luis Enrique because we always have the ball. So there's no space behind the defenders for Luis Enrique to, to really show his skills. So, so yeah, we, we need someone. I completely agree with you, Alex. We need someone on the left that's going to be able uh, to, 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 to do exactly the same thing as Under that's able to dribble just like De La Fuente, but able to also, you know, have that, 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 that extra uh, quality to, uh, to finish the action, either with a cross, with a good cross, with a good pass or a shot. And we don't have anybody on the left. So completely agree with you. Yeah, it, it, it is problematic, but um, uh, we, we came away with the win. We avoided the trap. Um, we then, uh, we, we've been drawn against Montpellier, I believe, in three weeks' yeah. time. We played them in the cup yeah. at home. Yeah, at home. So, um, look, and and the other, the, just to, to finish off on the on the Coupe de France, uh, Lyon got kicked out for for, for fan troubles uh, in the previous rounds. Uh, quite a few of the big teams have been knocked out. So when you look at that, um, you sort of go, well, you know, do we do we have a run to the final here? Is it possible? We can't really overlook, you know, teams like Montpellier. Montpellier is fifth in the league. It, it's not, it's it's not an easy game, right? And we all know that the Montpellier games is always a tough game for Marseille. And we're not we're not the Marseille of the 90s, right? We're we're not that 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 team, that juggernaut that comes and you know you know crushes you know opponents. So we're not that anymore. So yeah, uh, we have to be careful. But yeah, if we're serious, if we take every game like it's a knockout game because that's what it is then yeah for sure we have the quality to win it all now yeah of course there's paris <laughs> and that's the biggest problem <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the rest you know yeah we, we have the quality to win it and it's been a while that we haven't won the the, the coupe de france i think the last time was in 89 if i'm not mistaken 89, yeah i think so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we, well, we, are we, no, we, I don't think we are him. I think PSG have overtaken us. We were the, 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 the most decorated team, weren't we? We had 10. I yeah, think PSG has now yeah. got 11 or 12, no? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's PSG now. I think what, what's interesting about the Coupe de France this year is you can see that Sampaoli is committed to go far. He's playing Payet um, 90 minutes, even the Genduzi 90 minutes, uh, even against the lower team, even against the Canet, even against the Chauvigny. He's there. He wants to win. And um, look, it hasn't always been the case. And I know a lot of fans that we're, we're talking like we want to see the Mino. We want to see a lot of changes in, in his Coupe de France game. But here, like, you know, he, he has a, a squad of, of, you know, talented professionals. And he wants to push them to the max. He wants to go far in every competition. And um, I, I think it's I think it's the right way for a club like us. I don't think we should give three minutes to kids just because. No, we, we're there. We have a big squad of talented professionals. We want to go far, and um, and and it's good. The mentality is good. Yeah, Alex, I liked you a bit earlier. I don't right now. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you why. <laughs> yes, conflict. Nice. I, I guess we'll, we'll cover this off when when we get to to the European Cups because I'm quite curious to see, but. You know, sometimes when you when you watch teams and you, you just look at them and you go, this team is like a, they, they've got a, the perfect profile for a knockout competition. And I, I just feel like Sampoli's OM do because of the, the way we're set up to be solid defensively. And I guess it's I'd, I'd feel a lot more pertinent about this if, if the, the away goals rule was still around, because, you know, we know OM, have, we, we've, we've qualified many times with famous away goals and against bigger teams and stuff like that. But that's gone this year in European competitions. But I still feel that we just have a, a I don't know, I just feel there's a the, the configuration for a team to to do a job over two legs or over over 90 minutes and, and just grind out the results just because we, we just control the game so well. And, and the passion of the crowd at home, well, hopefully when there will be, well, the crowd will be back. 
I think it makes it that we've always been a club that's been good in 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 these kind of cups. So uh, yeah, it could be could be a good year. It could be a fun year. Yeah, we we just have to to uh, to uh, to use a bit more of our squad, and and that's when uh, that's when where I don't really agree with Alex. You know, when you when we were winning 3-0 against Jovini or even 2-0 against Jovini, and there's like 15 minutes left to go. You know, why not, you know, rest, you know, some of the players that have been, you know, the core of your of, of your of your squad and and give five, ten minutes to the Hugo Bertelli or Paolo Ciortino that are on the bench. Um it, it's the time. Like the Chauvigny is not gonna go come back from a two zero down at its eightieth minute and, and just win the game if you know, unless you know there's a big uh, uh, you know miracle <laughs> in Limoges. So you know, it was a time to to give a bit of a rest uh, for the uh, you know the, the 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 starters and and just give a bit of time for those young kids that to show them that you know they deserve to be here to show them how it how far they are from you know the team and show them what they need to do in order to progress. You know, give them five ten minutes in those games that that could be very very important and that could maybe overturn and, you know, change their careers altogether because they'll see they would have uh, had a taste of of the pitch. And that means that they would have, uh, you know, worked a lot more just to get back on that pitch again. So just give them a chance for two, three, five, ten minutes sometimes in the games where you're it's already it's already done. It's already handled at 3-0 at the 80th minute with Amin Harit. You know, you have time to put the kids on the pitch. And, and that's that's where I... I not very I'm not very happy with Sampaoli. I love the guy. I think he's a great coach. I love what he's doing. But that's just that thing. I just want the kids to have a few minutes whenever you think he, they have a chance to to show and, their skills. But I think that the problem you have there is he doesn't rotate players much, not as yeah. much as I would want to be honest. Um mm-hmm. But you have on the bench guys like Arit, like Balerdi, like Conrad, they need game time. They need game time. They don't play enough, and yeah, you know they are, more, they are they are pro contracts as well. So it's it's difficult balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they are more the priority than the little Garni Academy who are just not ready for that level. You need your Ballardi to develop. You need your Conrad to develop. That's the priority. Um, and it, you know, if if a, a young kid from the academy has the level, okay. But I think at the moment, first he wanted, especially here after the break, he wanted his, his first 11 to have some game time. And then on the rest, I don't think that he made the changes quick enough. But yeah, you need some game time for the Arid, the Balerdi of this world. And and that's the priority if we want to go far in the, in the league this year. Yeah, but you have, you have the League One. You have the French Cup and you have the Europea, uh, Europa Conference League. So all these players, we have, what, 16 players, 17 players, or maybe 18 players that needs playing time? They're going to have playing time. There's a lot of competition. There's not. There's a lot of games that are going to come. So those five or ten minutes against Chauvigny, I'm sorry, against Chauvigny in Limoges, I think, you know, you can spare them and give them to kids, you know? But, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I understand. I'm not saying that they, they should be starters. They should have just a few minutes just to learn the job and to learn what they to, to to have a taste of the professional um of you know a taste of what it takes to be a Marseille player. That's how they're gonna know. develop. They need, they need to prove that trading first, and apparently they're just not quite up to the standard, I guess. But yeah. that I don't know. I haven't seen them play, so I can't really tell you. But you know, if at 18 you don't give a chance to someone, how are you gonna motivate him to get better? But, but Balenci is 22, Conrad is 20. They they have low higher. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess if 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 uh, Chartino or Targalin, uh, if if you guys are listening, I mean Hadi, you know he 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 was trying to to big up Perrin last year. It didn't end very well for him. So. Uh, yeah, if you're looking for an agent, he's not your man, sadly. Yeah, no, I don't agree with you again. <laughs> if you look at Perra, Perra is a starter at Strasbourg. That's one of the best, the best teams. Uh, that's one of the best teams in Liga right now. Uh, you know, if you look outside of the uh, the big four or five uh, clubs, Strasbourg is having a great year this year. He, and he, and Perra is, is like, a starter. Hey, I've, I've looked at this because I knew this was going to come up. <laughs> um, he's, he, he's been okay. I agree with you. He's been okay, and I think I, I'll be. I'll, I'll admit to you, live, Hadi, he's he's 
doing better than I thought he would. Credit to him. Is he one of their top performers? No, he's no. He's doing a job. He's doing a shift, and yeah, I'm. Ha- I, I guess all we can do is be happy that he's playing professional exactly. football. Exactly, it's his first season as a as a as a as a starter, so for sure he's not going to be the best player. But again, he's learning. He's getting those games, sure. and next year he's going to get better. And that's how that's how you get better. That's how young kids get better by playing by playing at that level. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just love the, the the dream of a good good chunk of our fans about Marseille having a strong academy developing its player for the first team has pretty much never happened since I followed the club in in eighteen eight in eighty nine and I don't think it will ever happen, especially with a guy like uh, Pablo, uh, you know, uh, as a director. I think he likes to recruit young talented players from everywhere and. Look, the academy is just nothing. It's just nothing. Yeah, I saw that earlier, actually, guys. Just to, just to finish up on this, but um, to, to yeah, to the point about the academy and developing players. So, of the of the twenty nine players, I think it's twenty nine players or nineteen players that Longoria has signed since he's 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 joined Marseille. Only two have come from from Liga, and and we say from Liga, but it's Ben Seguir and, and the other youngster from Nice. Exactly. So we, haven't signed, we haven't signed any starter from from a league team. Everybody's come from abroad, which exactly. is quite interesting. But that's normal. And, and, that's that's normal because that's you have the uh, the Marseille uh, the Marseille price, right? So when you go to uh, to Dijon or you go to Strasbourg, you get uh, because it's Marseille, it's five times the price, right? So so it's normal. It's normal that Longoria goes, you know, to other other countries to to uh, to recruit the players. That's that's completely normal. But anyway, guys, we're digressing, and this this is when I look <laughs> at the time and, and I realise how difficult Steph, how well Steph is at moving us on because we, we go off on tangents. Um, <laughs> let's, let's move to the big game, the history maker. We, Olympique de Marseille, won in Bordeaux for the first time in 45 fucking years, guys. Um, <laughs> now, now, I, I just, I, I've, I'm looking at my notes here. I, I just want to... For, for, well, for listeners maybe who weren't aware, but just let's just remind ourselves of, of the hilarious circumstance. I say hilarious, but the particular circumstances surrounding the game. So, ten days prior to this game, Bordeaux uh, identified, I think, twenty players tested positive and staff. <laughs> so, so they they had a big old moan and they tried to get their their, their Coupe de France game postponed. It wasn't, so they had to send their kids. Uh, quite honestly, I, I'd be fuming if that was Marseille. I'd be fuming at the league for fucking us over. But no, it's Bordeaux, so it was quite funny. And and then so they spend the whole week leading up to the game against Marseille, trying to get the game postponed, crying about their players being being uh, you know not having a full squad, blah 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 blah. And so there's rumours that they might forfeit the game. There's their, their ultras apparently try were, were, were organising to block the team buses from accessing the stadium. All sorts of crying and appeals to the LFP. Clear, move the game, move the game. You've moved the other games, um, and then lo and behold, Marseille released released our, our team sheet on the Friday morning. We're missing four key players. So when you look at actually the lineups in the evening, you realise that we're missing more important players than they were. Totally. Um, and then and then so suddenly, come lunchtime, uh, the, the rumours start coming out on, in in the press. Oh, Bordeaux, finally they're happy to play the game. <laughs> it's fucking laughable but anyway that, those, were the ridiculous. those were the circumstances um Bordeaux's, Bordeaux's directors um decided even even though there, are, there is currently reduced capacity in stadiums in France due to, to the new Covid rules uh they decided to play the game behind closed doors we've seen all of their lots of their ultras and 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 ridiculous probably the worst side of their fan base come out saying oh you know, there's no glory in winning like this, Marseille. Uh, in our eyes, the record still stands. This this doesn't count. Blah blah blah. And so that just <laughs> added to the whole, the whole added you know motivation to really screw them over. And we did. We won. Um, it it was, it was a, a dull game. Let's be honest. It wasn't great. We we even managed to put ourselves in danger a couple of times against a team that that had, didn't wasn't creating much, weren't playing well at all, and we're missing a few players and had some that were returning from, from illness so were, were unfit. But but we got the win. Yeah, at last we got the win. At last we got the win. And yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing to see that 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 Siri fall, fall 
And, you know, I think the last time we won was in 77. Yeah. 77. And, you know, if you look at the, the, the Marseille goal scorers back, back then, it was uh, um, Alain Gires, I think. Uh, no, it was, sorry, Marc Berdoli and Victor Zvunka. So, like, you know, <laughs> I doubt that a lot of, of people, you know, remember those players. I, you know, some people maybe remember Zvunka, but Berdoli, uh, I'm, I'm not, Berdol, sorry. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know who it is. So, <laughs> so it, it's crazy. It's crazy to see us, you know, win that game at last. Um, the only thing, though, again, I think we should have won that game more comfortably. I think we should have won that game by two, three goals if we had... Hopefully a bit more quality because we've been, we were good in that game, uh, but, you know, just a lack of, of um, finishing, a lack of finishing in that game and like in all other games. And we, you know, our life was made a lot difficult at the end I, in the last, I think, five, 10 minutes where Bordeaux, you know, took control of the game and tried to push to equalize. That should never have happened. That should never have happened. Like, this game should have been won by Marseille comfortably. But you know what? At, le- at least we won. That's amazing. It's under again. I hope that we're going to see the under from the beginning of the season and not the one uh, uh, that we saw that, that was, you know, not very good uh, after his injury. Uh, so that's good for his confidence. And, uh, yeah, let's hope we see more of the same in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah, no, what, what we like about this game is I, I've looked trying to remember the, the the first Bordeaux M that I've watched, and it was in 1989, and we lost 3-0 with two goals of Ferreri, one goal of Klosalovs. And it was a time when we had the team with all the Waddle, the Papin, the Francesco Lee, and so on. And even at that time, I remember being a kid, like, how come we lose at Bordeaux? And you know, Bordeaux had a really good team at the time, but it's been since... 1989, I've been watching all these games, waiting for a win. And finally this year, in an empty stadium with teams full of COVID, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I was I was extremely happy at the end of the game. Um, I think that there's definitely two parts in this game. The, the first half, we really controlled the ball. We had some decent movement. Um, when you look at the lineup, the main thing that, that happened is we didn't have Gerson and Milik. Um, because of COVID, so there was nobody in the box, or at least I, I, I fear that we would have nobody in the box. And uh, it was really interesting that there was a, a lot of movement, and actually Genduzi found himself quite a lot in the box. Also, also Undo had some some good runs, Paye as well. Um, and that was interesting, the fact that we, we we found a solution to create chances chances anyway, even if the quality wasn't quite there in the end to to finish it uh, apart from Undo. Um, Second thing I, I think that was um, interesting in, in that game for me is how we, we build up because usually we have Rongier right back and we always play and find that right back who has time on the ball and can then find good passes to the middle of, a, of the field to the Genduzi and Payet and so on. And Lirola on this role, is just not very good. He's not very well positioned. He doesn't see the game really well. His technique is, is average. So it was very interesting. You see some kind of rotation where every time it was another player coming out of that right back position. So it was either Arid or Payet or Genduzi. And Lirola was going to where he's really good on the half space on the wing, doing these kind of good runs and good crosses. And that creates like about two, two decent, two, three decent positions for him in the first half. So, so I thought yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was, that was, that yeah. was. Also enabled Under to, to play a lot more centrally. So back to you, back to your original like first statement, it, it did mean that actually we did have a decent amount of presence in the box. Exactly. So that was interesting. I think my, my third point on this game is finally, um, I was really happy to see Harit uh, in the center. So, you know, playing along with, with Payet in the middle. Because a lot of the time that we, we've seen Harit playing with Sampaoli, as he puts Payet 90 minutes pretty much in every game, you see Harit on the wing somewhere, on the right, on the left. It's not really his position. It's not really his skills. And I think against, uh, you know, a, a low block, a dense team, uh, the technique, the skills, the dribbling, the movement of this guy can really help. And I think he struggled to begin with, but then he kind of combined really well with, with Payet, with Under. He was a bit everywhere on the pitch. And um, and also he did a lot of effort defensively, which is some, something I wasn't too sure about. So 
uh, I, I think that was that was quite interesting to see him at this position. He could be one of the solution for us in the future when we play against these low blocks. I think it's some, something that we can see a bit more often. And um, and after this this first half, obviously we 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 defended really well against Bordeaux's build up, which. Bordo then didn't know how to do, and that's led to um, the stupid pass from uh, what was the keeper? What was his name again? Castillo. Castillo, yeah, rubbish mm-hmm. pass because they just didn't know what to do in the build-up. We, we were defending really well, Payet defending really well, Arid, Under, all giving 100%. That was really good. Um, we, we scored a similar goal last season, if you remember correctly, with the Vidal uh, the, the when we played them, or was it? I think it was maybe AVB's first season when. Um, we pressed them really high and the same, and then Sanson scored because they, they they we pressed them, and there was a very poor clear clearance I think from Castile again, and we yeah. won the ball, I think we won the ball back in a very similar position, and, and we were very quickly in front of the goal, and, and Sanson hit a really good shot, but yeah we just we we, we counted them perfectly. Yeah, exactly, and then in the second half, like the, the mindset really changed. I don't know if it was on purpose or not. But definitely Bordeaux pushing a lot more with the, 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 their defensive line a lot higher on the pitch. And instead of trying to keep the ball and do the Sampaoli thing, we, we try to counter. We try to go for the killer pass. And Payet, for instance, has a few good passes. Harry tried to do some as well. And and the fact that we just didn't hold the ball enough, in my view, against a team Bordeaux who were tired. But I'm not sure if it was... Um, a tactical decision or if the players just didn't really follow some Pauli's plan and just thought there's there's some opportunities there. But yeah, we created chances and and didn't find a way to score. And that's where you see the difference between players that we buy, you know, 10 millions, 15 millions, and and there is a lack of finishing products, especially in the box, especially for, for midfielders. If you want that little bit of extra quality in the box, it usually becomes a lot more expensive and we're not in that kind of market just yet yeah i think it's yeah it was it was just uh, again i don't know i agree with you that's that's that was my question mark in the second half was is this deliberate um because we we we, we always we always fear that we will you know fuck up or make an individual error that leads to an equalizer and it's just happened so fucking often recently against especially against yeah. Bonnell, where you know, we, we, we seem to be on top of the game. We seem to be in a good position to get the win finally. And, and we just, we cock up or they get a, a 90, 88 minute equaliser or something silly happens. And I, I just, yeah, I was just worried that we, we weren't, we'd lost concentration, but we, we, we saw it out. We saw the result out. Um, I guess the, the final point, and interestingly, we, we've been saying this for weeks, Alex, weeks, Alex, because we're, you know, we're, we're, we're very good analysts and we know football better than everybody else here. Um, <laughs> it was quite, quite, quite interestingly, Telefoot agreed with us and, and chose to focus on Paul Lopez. And the, he, he, he was playing as a, you know, when you know in, in, in school when you play goal volant and I sweeper keeper, he was playing as a centre-back um, in the first half, notably. There's a, there's, a, there's, you know, there's a sequence where he's literally almost in the centre center circle. Um, and he's, I, I just think, you know, that's, that's the role that... Obviously, that's that's the, those are the qualities that the scouting team saw and that, that Sampoli saw, and I think that was the role that he wanted from a goalkeeper was to be able to play with his feet and 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 almost be a, a, one of the playmakers from the back. Um, yes. There were little, 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 little. Yeah, there were a couple of examples. One of them, I think, Saliba passes back to him, and he's getting pressed by Huang, but he, you see him look up straight before he, as the ball's on its way to him, he looks up to his left and one touch passes it out to the left. And suddenly we're back on the offensive again. So, yeah, I, I just think that, yeah, you know, we, we, he's had a lot of stick and, and I think he gets slated a lot because he's just unlucky that he's coming in after Mondanda, who's the club legend. But, you know, we have to we have to admit he, he he's he's playing the role that he was brought in to play, which is to, to, to distribute play with his feet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And now he's, he, he uh, you know, we uh, he, we exercised uh, the the option, right? So now he's uh, he's with the clubs. I think since uh, until uh, 2026, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty good. And that's exactly the only thing that worries me a bit is that it, he's amazing with Sampaoli, but if Sampaoli leaves. Is he still going to yeah. be the good choice? That's well, I think, I think it's even it's even scarier. I think it's is yeah. he's amazing because you know let's be honest he's he's got Saliba and Juan Perez yeah. who are very good in front of him too and 
yeah. if we lose one or two of those players, because it's likely that Saliba will, will, will be heading back to Arsenal or, or sure. a bigger club will come in for him. Or, and 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 he has a year left on his contract come this summer. Who knows? Maybe we sell him to Newcastle this 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 January. Maybe he he stays. But yeah, he he's he, Paulo Lopez is benefiting from the the control style of play that we have that doesn't leave a lot of space to the opposition. But also, you know, Saliba has just been a beast. So he's very protected, and we've seen him make some good saves. But he yeah. he doesn't he he doesn't have that many saves to make. Yeah, is, he's very protected, and you, you named exactly. Saliba, Juan Perez, and, and Charita Tsar, but don't forget those, uh, also uh, Bouba Camara that's here yeah. also. So, yeah. you know, if you count all those, and from those four, there's already three that could leave any time. <laughs> that's, you know, becomes a bit problematic. Uh, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, um, our, 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 our sporting director, Longoria, has something up his sleeve to replace those three players because without those three you know he's going to be much more exposed and I, I I'm not saying that he cannot be a great keeper too but is he going to be as efficient as he is right now without those three so uh, let's hope let's hope that it continues that way but yeah he was he, he's exactly the type of, of goalkeeper that we need in that squad with Sampaoli system being able to control the ball to give one uh, one touch passes uh, uh, you know, and and you know, being able to to play as a center back sometimes, as you said, Ben, a, a bit earlier, uh, that that's that's qualities that you don't really often see in a goalkeeper. And uh, yeah, that's 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 amazing that Longoria was able to find him. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the modern day goalkeeper. When you look at you know Neuer, I think started the trend at Munich, then Liverpool with with Allison, and especially Manchester City with Edison. You know that 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 is. Sampoli is is heavily, you know, sort of based on Guardiola. Obviously, not with the same players and not as perfect as uh, perfectly executed. But that that is such an important role to all of these teams that that like to build from the back and draw draw the opposition out of position to be able to create a gap to 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 progress up the pitch. And yeah, it's it's just it, it works with with this system, as you said, Hadi. If we change coach or if we 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 don't play uh, we we don't build up from the back for whatever reason or something changes, uh, yeah, then then maybe we'll see a different player. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you something to to think about. Let's say uh, San Paulo San goes and Antonetti becomes our coach. Do you think Paulo Lopez <laughs> will be that good? <laughs> I, I have it on good authority that Antonetti is probably gonna retire this season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it you know if it was anybody else like Rudy Garcia or, or yeah, it's just it's you, you it, you've got to have balls to 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 take a goalkeeper and, and ask them to play that role and trust that they have the technical ability to do so. But yeah, it's just it's just it's just it isn't mainstream. It's, it's it, as I mentioned, it's the top some of the top teams do it. It works for them because they have exceptionally technically gifted goalkeepers. We we happen to have Lopez who who fits that bill, but. Uh, he he's not you know he's, I mean he's young isn't he? he's what 20 23 no 26 years old um, something like that yeah yeah so he he's in that bracket right now but until he uh, yeah he he has to prove himself consistently over more than one season the, the, the thing he's I want to add is yeah, now sorry he's 27 now just just to see it's a really good point Hadi what you said about if we change coach but I th- I think the mindset is uh, Longoria and uh, and our coach. They're both like they're all in, and especially Longoria, he's all in. He's got this project. He bought the kind of player to play that type of football. And I reckon, even if at some point some Pauli doesn't work, he will try to get a coach with the the same kind of attitude, the same kind of style. I think Longoria has come from the the, the Spanish uh, the Spanish culture, obviously footballing culture. And that's where he's going to go as a, as a pre- president. So uh, as long as Longoria is there, I think that type of keeper is what we will be looking for. Now with Loem, everything can change very quickly. He can get sacked or the club could be sold to someone else. OK, <laughs> but I think as long as Longoria is there, I, I reckon it would, be the, 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 it would be the type of football that we want to play. Hopefully. Well, let, let's. The, the conclusion is, I guess we'll we'll do um, quick takeaways. I guess who who impressed you the most, and who who underperformed in that in the Bordeaux game for you guys? 
Um, so I've, I've mentioned uh, Harit because um, I really wanted to play in the centre. Won't be too long on this, but yeah, I think his, his movement, his combination can really create something like like he connects with the other player. I think better than than Gerson. Gerson would be better at going to the box doing this kind of run, while Harit is is in uh, that, that short space game and all the technical with the little touches and he did some some good little combination with Pai. I think that was quite interesting. And um and Under Under seems seems b- back on form. Um he wasn't really good at the game I was against Reims. You could see he was he was tired. He didn't have the usual juice in his leg, the the energy and you know, to some extent, he was even becoming a bit lazy in defense, and which which helped uh, Reims on a few occasions. But against Bordeaux, he had a, a lot of energy, a lot of movement, um, and he defended a lot as well. As I said, you know, the, the, the these three guys who usually struggle a bit defensively, the, the Payet, the Harit, and uh, and um, and the Under, I, I've been working really hard on that game, and I was quite impressed. Um, so um so yeah I think I think uh, one little point as well is also on Luan Perez and first to be honest I didn't quite see it on the first time I saw the game but then rewatched the game and and he played really well uh, tactically I think Bordeaux what they had is they had that kind of uh, right back Pembele who hurt us so much uh, in the first game because he's extremely fast and he's played against Perez who he's not the fastest and uh, you could see that Bordeaux was really trying to get this long ball to Pembele with lots of space. And the first couple of times of the game, you know, it started to look a bit difficult for Luan Perez. And then him and the other both tactically played that really well. First of all, we pressed better, so the Bordeaux didn't have the time to do this ball. And then Luan Perez, when uh, Pembele had the ball, played it really well and um, and find a way to 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 block um, that risk. So um, so yeah, it was a good 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 um, game overall from from the team. And the only down point was Luis Enrique, who just is to be a bit of a ghost ball guy. He just can't find. Um, can find anything to get rolling. He, he just doesn't read the game well. He doesn't give the right, you know, the right run as option for the passer. Uh, he doesn't take on guys while he has a lot of speed and dribbling. And it's just a bit sad to see the guys really struggling to get to the next level. Yeah, I, 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 it's, a, it's a segue into to Hadi because you, you'll go next, mate. But um, th- th- this is where I, I'll go in your direction. And um, and and. If if Enrique is struggling this match, um, Ben Seguir is is apparently the the best player in the reserves and the top goal scorer. Why is he not getting some minutes instead of Enrique? Exactly, and you know what? I have a a, a friend of mine, uh, uh, you know the the one that that does uh, Fasian Amérique with me. Uh, he lives in Marseille and he watches a lot of uh, you know the reserve games. And and he told me uh, like Ben Seguir should play. He has to play because he's been so good with the reserve and he deserves a few minutes so yeah i agree with you sam ben he should, you know if if it's not working you know try something else you know uh but but th- there's one player that uh, alex didn't talk about and i think he had a, a, an amazing game uh, during that game uh, was uh i think he was very very good yes he had an error at the beginning of the game but afterwards the whole game he was so sure on on his feet. He he uh, he intercepted the ball. He was good. Uh, also, you know, building up the plays, uh, you know, from the back. So uh, I think that DJ Etzat wasn't supposed to be a starter in that team at the beginning of the season, and he earned that spot and he made it his. Uh, and that's why when Leo Balerdi was injured and um, uh, you know Etzat had to uh, had to slot in. Uh, you know, to replace him, Cheikh uh, Tatsar just was better. And even if Balerdi is now better, is is back in shape, uh, you know, Sampali has trouble, you know, removing Cheikh Tatsar from uh, from the center of that, uh, you know, the the three man uh, three man uh, central defense because Cheikh Tatsar is doing a great job, and we saw it in that in that game. I think he was fantastic. So that's another player that I wanted to to praise. And you talked about Luis Enrique not being very good. Um, I have trouble understanding Paul De Rola's play in that whole mm-hmm. uh, tactical system. I think that mm-hmm. this year Paul De Rola is yes, okay, 
I understand that Sao Paulo played him as a, as a, as a wing back. He also played him as a, at one point as a winger on the right, on the left. He played him everywhere. I understand that, but still, every time he plays, it's yeah, it's subpar. Most of the time, his performances are a subpar, are not good enough for that team. And he's the only one that we don't see a lot from him. And and I expected more from that player. Now, if we go back. If he goes back to his natural position as a wing back, I'm pretty sure he's going to be awesome. He's a very good player. But in that tactical system, I have trouble uh, finding a, a specific role for that player. I think that he's a bit lost. Yeah, there's that. And I think I've raised it a few episodes ago as well. Is, um, it's just when, when, when nothing goes for you, nothing goes for you. And even, even when he does get into good positions, he, his crossing seems to be fucking awful this year. Um, he just he just can't put yeah. the proper ball in, or he can't read the runs, and it, it, yeah, I can imagine it's obviously very frustrating for him as well as it is for us. But it's uh, he, he's he's not you know if we we spent what 12 million, 13 million on him, and yeah, and you sort of go oh, you know there was a whole saga where is he going to come back? Is he not going to come back? It took ages to get him to to to, to get a deal with Fiorentina. Um and it's just it just feels like fuck me. We could have we, you know if we'd have, if we'd have gone elsewhere and, and spent maybe a bit less money on the Santons or someone. Thank you. Right? Thank you, Ben. <laughs> well, we're agreeing too often tonight. Something's going to happen. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, that, there's <laughs> something wrong in the air now. <laughs> anyway, we've, we've covered the games. I guess we'll do, no, I'll try and run through the, the, the last bit, bit, which is some of the... Um, so I did say the African Cup of Nations, a quick quick one on that. So Pap Gay came on as a sub for Senegal earlier and, and made a... a Good run into the box in the 92nd minute and win a penalty for them to win the game, which, yeah, you don't expect that from Pap Gay. Um, and I think uh, uh, Jing got tested positive with COVID just before the, the start of the tournament, so he's not travelled yet, but he's he's expected to be in the next Senegal game. Um, but yeah, hopefully those guys both get game time out there and um, they 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 go far, don't get injured, but they also come back a bit more confident and a bit more uh, you know a bit more fit and, and match fit. If they get a lot of game time, so that's 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 uh, that small uh, bracket closed. Transfers is the last thing we have to cover. Um, so I'll run through the departures lounge. So the confirmed departure we've had, and I will be the first to admit I'm very happy about this. Is Amavi? We sent him. Well, we gave him COVID and then <laughs> sent him on loan to Nice. Um, a lot of people have a lot of people have moaned and said, "Oh, why are we strengthen a rival?" I feel like we're, we're we're shooting them in in the foot personally, because by the time he gets match fit and doesn't cause trouble and gets game time, it's going to be a few a few weeks or months, and I just think he's shit anyway. So I'm not I'm not I'm quite happy about that. He's a good wing back. He's a good wing back, but in the tactical system of São Paulo, he just doesn't have. He doesn't have a place right now, and and yeah, he's lost a bit of of um, yeah, lost a bit of pace uh, recently, in my opinion. He was very fast at one point when he had you know the the, the season where he was awesome with Marseille. Uh, he was very fast, and now I think that he lost a bit of space. There's no space for him in that squad. There's just not. He can play as a as a left center back. And yeah. he can't play as a, as a left winger, so uh, yeah. Culturally so, as well, I just think he, he just doesn't have the mindset for for a San Paulo. He's not a hard worker. Yeah. It, it was never yeah. going to work. I don't think it was ever going to work. But uh, uh, Alex, uh, uh, any any hope? Please don't say you have regrets. <laughs> no, I think what, what was interesting is what, what you guys just said. Like both Liola and Amavi are can be at least really good wing backs, but this year with the plan. We, we didn't have any win backs. We had wingers and central defenders. So I'm just questioning a little bit. Why did we, why did we resign Amavi? And why did we spend some money on Lirola? Well, like previous year, last year, we played with win backs. Right? We had Lirola and was Nagatomo on the other side. And they were playing higher up, almost like wingers uh, to some extent. But this year, we purposely bought wingers. So I'm, I'm not quite sure what was the plan with them too. And their intelligence, their movement on the pitch, if it's not standard wing-back play, is, is just not good enough. So, 
look, if Amavi goes and because of his, you know, his decent salary that he has, if we can save uh, a bit of money and be able to recruit a left winger, I'll be more than happy. So all good with me. Yeah, yeah, well, good. Well, I, I, I never liked him, so I'm delighted. Um, the, the, the next few, the, the next just story. So the, the one that's heating up today was um, Buka apparently wants Benedetto back. Um, I'm sure we'll come to a deal. It, it'd probably be like a, you know, a, he's on loan at Elche. He's he's not played much. He scored a couple of goals, but um, I think that they'll they'll probably end up taking him on loan for for 12 months because their season there is is different because it runs from uh, from sort of you know sort of February to to, uh, to to what is it November or something? Yeah, they, they end yeah, yeah. early on So I think I think that he'll go and loan there. I wish him the best. You know, whatever. Um, he, he just he just it just didn't work like like many other strikers because it, we, we've been a bit of a, a number nine graveyard for the last few years. Sadly, um, so that's one. Um, the 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 last two I think are. Uh, you know, it's been more or less confirmed now that Camara has no intention of, of giving any money to to us, and uh, he's he's quite happy to to sit and wait for his contract to expire, get a big salary, and leave us uh, with a sour taste. Really, do you feel like me that it taints his legacy? How do you go? I can go, yeah, for sure. Listen, uh, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't, uh, I, I don't remember if I said it here on the Marseille View, but uh, I've been saying it for a couple of years now. And um, yes, of course, it tarnishes his reputation with us. Uh, you know, I, I still don't understand if you love your club and you were, you're a homegrown player, uh, that you, you only accept one year, uh, you know, uh, renewal, contract renewal every year. And every year you put the club in the same position saying, is he going to sign again or he's not going to sign again? Every year there's been a camera a, a drama. Uh, is he going to stay or not? This is not how you say thank you to your, to, your, to your club. And yeah, of course, if he leaves, I'll be the first one to be very, very unhappy if he leaves for free. So hopefully someone puts some sense into that head and, and, you know, make him sign, uh, you know, a uh, contract renewal. And then, you know, for the like, club like to sell Nasri, him, I understand. Yeah, like like Maxi Lopez. Yeah, Nasri as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, okay, Maxi Lopez. Oh, Maxi yeah, Lopez. I, I think he was the, 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 the best yeah, example. Yeah, he did that for a million. Yeah, for a million or something. A couple yeah. of yeah, 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 I, I guess I guess with Kamara as well, I think, you know, we've, we've probably mentioned it here before, but Alex and I have certainly mentioned it. It's The fact is, if he wasn't a free agent... Um, I don't think any of the big clubs would be looking at him, and he he because he he's not ready. I don't think he's ready for a Barcelona, a Manchester United, a Chelsea, or a or a, or a Juventus type club. I think he needs a Dortmund, a Leipzig, or a um, you know maybe a Leicester, a stepping stone club to, to, to prove himself. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah to, to prove himself and then you know get some game time like Conte and then get a transfer to a big club once he's confirmed he can play in a, in, a, in a foreign league as a starter, but. Yeah, I just think that's that's he knows that his his mum apparently is causing havoc as 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 his advisor, um, and I think he knows that's the only way he's going to join a top team quickly is if he's a free agent. And on on top of just you know going for a top team, like he can really hit the jackpot. Like he will earn between five and eight uh, million euros bonus, and then he will get a salary. You know, around I don't know, five hundred thousand euros if it's in you know non EPL. If if it's yeah, non EPL, yeah. he, he will get like a, a four fifty, and if it's EPL, he could get maybe like a you know five to six hundred. <laughs> that is life changing money. So mm. I can't really I can't really blame him. Um, I hope he still does the stuff where he agrees with the club and he sign and that club give us a couple of million. But, you know, he was always in control. He bet on himself because, you know, when you sign this one-year contract, if you get a big injury, then you can end up with nothing potentially. So he just bet on himself um, and, you know, the kind of the, the way the club wanted to manage this and the way he wanted to go just didn't match. And I won't, really, I won't really blame the club because apart from the very first contract when he was amateur, mm. um, they never had the control of the situation. 
And then I kind of not really blaming Kamara either because, you know, he gave everything to us. Uh, he gave everything on the pitch. And now, you know, he can hit the jackpot and he bet on himself and it seems like he's going to earn a big ticket. So fair play to him. I think that's fine. I'll move on and I'll, I will uh, look at Rongier as our uh, men representing um, Marseille with a lot of uh, passion or, or Genduzi and uh, Kamara would just Genduzi. do his job. And, and 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 that's fine. I I wouldn't feel any any grudge uh, with him. Yeah, it's just you're a shame. nice guy. You're yeah, 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 yeah. You're very very. I funny. will feel a lot of grudge. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. Well, I think that, that again, that, you know, the context as well is in in a time where we're hoping to you know to reinvigorate the academy and prove to the academy to some of the the, the apparently t- new talented generation we have, which are a bit younger, that you can get into the first team. Um, you know, he's not setting a great fucking example, is he? No. Um, and, and just the principle is like the money, you know, he could be like, oh, I'll, I'll sign for one year, and but I want to be able to leave for five million or six million or cheap. Um, if you and reinvest that money into into our academy so that we can find the next Kamaha. But sadly, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, and the last the last rumor on the outgoings is, is Alvaro apparently is, is, you know, he's being pushed to the door. I've seen rumors that he's fallen out with Sampoli. Um, again, I think he's, you know, he's FC Grinta, he's a character, but quite frankly, it, with the style of play that we've seen this season in defence and, and, the, and the demands of, of the defenders that, that somebody has in the system, it was never going to work, he was never going to be a starter, so, I, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm, he's done good things at Marseille, he's done less good things, but, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him if, if Valencia say to him, we'll take you and you'll be a starter at our place, you know, fair play to him. Thanks thanks for the for, for being a good good representative of, of OM. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But yeah, for sure, if he leaves, he leaves. And it's not the end of the world. But I like this player. I I, I think he's he, he's the kind of player that you want to see at OM. He, he has the grinta. He has, you know, he has, you know, hot blood. <laughs> He's he's really yeah, the he's, kind he's of player that you want to see. Qualities. Yeah, he's got leadership qualities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's it's the kind of players that you want to see. So I don't know. I I I'd be I'm not I will not be happy if he leaves. But if he does, you know, uh, you know, I'll get over it pretty fast because he's not, as you said, he's not a starter in some Pauli system. That's for sure. Yeah. Now I, I guess look, that, that's it on the departure front. I'll gloss over quickly the incoming rumors because. I think we all know that we can't sign anybody until we free up some 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 money. So we've been linked with Cédric Bacambu as a striker. I mean, he he had a good run in Spain, went to China, and now he wants he's a free agent. Apparently, we're talking to Sead Kolasinac from Arsenal. A bit sick of of getting Arsenal rejects, and and you know I do follow Arsenal. I don't don't really rate him that highly. He's he's a bit of a you know he's one of those bourrins. He he doesn't. I don't think he can he can adapt to um to to, to play several roles as a, as a left wing back or, or, or a left back in, in a San Paoli system. Um, and I think I think that's it on the incomings. I think there's rumours of maybe Aysa Mondi on loan who used to play for, um, was it Reims? Um, who, who's yeah. fallen out of favour at Villarreal. So there's rumours that if, if Alvaro goes, we'll try and get him on loan. I, I, I thought he was good at Reims, why not? Um, but yeah, I guess... It, it, <laughs> There's nothing concrete, and we all know that until there's 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 a departure or or we, we loan out enough players to free up some salary space, we're not going to sign anybody. Um, so yeah, I guess all we can do is conclude this episode with the predictions for the next game, guys. So we're we're welcoming Lille to the Villarreal in in with with well, probably no fans or five thousand fans. What do we reckon? Because Lille have been in, in decent form. Um, you know, I think I, I, tip, I, I was the first to piss myself when they hired Gorvenek, but he's got them into the last 16 of the Champions League. They're doing, they're doing, they're doing well in Liga. You know, they haven't sold as many players as we thought they would. Um, they've, they've managed to, to, well, I think they're playing the negotiating game with Newcastle to try and keep Budman as well. But you know, they, they're not, they're not as shit as I thought they would be. And um, they they gave us a lesson when we went to their place a few months ago. So I'm not I'm I'm thinking a draw. What are you guys thinking? First of all, we need to know how many COVID cases we will have and how many of the ones that were uh, out in Bordeaux will be able to play. Uh, uh, because obviously that would change the the you know the the, the lineup of the team quite dramatically. Um, 
I think it will be very interesting games in terms of attitude. We will want to keep the ball as usual, uh, press them, um, you know, qu- quite high in their in their side of the pitch and make it make it tight and hopefully create few chances. And at the same time, they love to they love the counter attack. They got the speed. They got Ilmaz run. Um, and and so on. Your, your mate, Hadi, your Canadian mate. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm really afraid about Jonathan David. Really, he's really afraid. So he's fast. Such, he's such a good player. He's a he's a clinical finisher. He's improved uh, a lot. I, I have to, you know, I mean, I, I I think we've discussed it at the time, didn't we? Because OM were linked with him, and you said, look, he he's a raw diamond, but he he has the potential, and and look, we have to admit he's confirmed that potential, and. Um, you know, Canada, your, your national team as well, Hadi, is, uh, you know, you, you, you're in the best position in years to maybe qualify for a major tournament. And I, yeah, I to, wish. down to this I, guy. It's down to players like him and, and Alfonso Davis. It's, you know, you have a good generation of Canadian players. Yeah, we do. We do. And I wish Stefan was here because he was laughing at me when I told him that Canada has a good team. Uh, so I wish he was here. And <laughs> he, then he's Scottish. He's got nothing to laugh about. He told me Ben that I was right, so that's that's pretty nice. Oh wow, what a great day for me today! But yeah, now Jonathan <laughs> David, what a great player, what a great player. But you know what? I I think Marseille will win. I, I would say about a, a two-one win. Um, because I think that Lille wants to to rejoin the the the, the top of the league, and they're not going to come to defend at at uh, the Velodrome. Uh, so there's going to be spaces for Marseille to go to go into. It's not going to be a, you know, a low block like we've seen, uh, you know, about with the, like Brest or, you know, those, those teams that really, you know, we lost against. So, no, I think we will win uh, against, against Lille, but it's going to be, it's going to be an enjoyable game to watch. That's for sure. Optimistic. I like it. Alex, your prediction? Uh, I would say I would say one one. I think it would be interesting to see the speed in the run of Ilmaz and Jonathan Davin against you know Chaleta Char and and Luan Perez. I still think uh, Chaleta Char and Luan Perez can be a bit uh, the weak point in defense when there's a lot of space behind. And um, I guess Lille will target that. I think it would be uh, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I think I think the well, as you said, Alex, you know, we've got to see who recovers and who can come back from from the COVID situation. But yeah, um, uh, Rongier has been, you know, he's had two weeks off, and yes, apparently he's tested positive. But hopefully he comes back and he he should be rested and he should be, you know, uh, again he should be. Hopefully he's he reproduces his form and he's a, a ball of energy and he 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 helps us a lot. But yeah, guys, thanks a lot. Um, you know, it's it's been interesting hosting for a change. <laughs> um, and yeah, hopefully Steph doesn't have too much editing to do. But you know, thanks to everybody who listens to us, and hopefully we we, we give you a good insight for English-speaking fans. Good to have you back, Hadi. Um, yeah, thank, guys. thank you for having me, guys. It was really nice as usual. Aleluem, and um, we'll probably do another episode same time next week or, or midweek. So yeah, speak to you all soon. Thank you. Bye bye.